Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Madness of Mishi. I appreciate you joining me again here today for another episode. And as usual, I definitely love having you back because talking to you is therapy for me. I have a few things I want to discuss today, so let's jump right in here, shall we? So once again, your boy R. Kelly has made the headlines. I mean, it's not like he has stayed out of them since the allegations dropped and people actually started taking him seriously. But for you naggers that over here liking R. Kelly and felt like it was okay for him to do this to these little girls and if you still listen to his music and support him oh that was support the allegations oh he's still a musical genius so the fuck what him being a musical genius has nothing to do with this motherfucker sleeping with little girls and at first i didn't take it seriously i was like oh they they and i yes their parents knew they weren't some little innocent ass girls their parents knew and they sold them to the highest bidder but we still had a responsibility as people to not back r kelly for all those decades knowing this man was doing some shady shit we shouldn't have excused it because them girls is hot little girls and their parents you know was allowing it we shouldn't excuse that behavior and we're all guilty of it but what we can do now is stop streaming this motherfucker's music and listening to his music and shit because he ain't shit and he ain't about shit and that and i stand on what the fuck i said i don't care if you're from chicago or where the fuck you from i feel how i feel and i don't play r kelly music and i don't support r kelly fuck r kelly that's how i feel but um a male accuser has come forward and yeah the it said the first male accuser has come forward with r kelly and he testified on the stand but i'm gonna let you hear some sound bites and then when i pause i will be reading what i see on the screen um because everything doesn't have a, a sound bite to it it just had some words going across the screen so i'm gonna try my best to read it fluidly so i don't sound like a crazy ass person while this segment is playing let me see let's go let's go let's go Oh, that didn't fuck my sound up because you know I have sound volume all the goddamn time. So let's go. Oh, if this is how adults acted, like I, I just didn't know. He has this type of like intimidation right off the bat. I was just waiting for it to be over. I think he gets some sort of satisfaction within himself, knowing that he's taking control over other people. Okay, R. Kelly is facing federal, a fe, is facing federal trial. What the fuck? I don't know who the hell who the hell wrote this. R. Kelly is facing federal trial in New York for sexual abuse allegations, uh, accusations that stretch back decades. The Grammy Award-winning singer is being tried for racketeering, sexual abuse and bribery. He faces separate criminal charges in Illinois and Minnesota. Kelly is accused of 
of perpetrating an organized effort to coerce minors into illegal sexual activity. Maybe I would go without eating uh, for a couple days as punishment. Um, also, being slapped and beaten, kicked. I was introduced to one of the girls um, that he told me he trained. And since she was 14, mm. those were his words. 14. He is allegedly bribed. He allegedly bribed a state worker to forge an ID card so that he could marry a 15-year-old when he was 27. We all know who that was. A source familiar with that situation confirmed the 15-year-old singer, 15-year-old was singer Aaliyah. And we knew about that, you guys, and we did absolutely nothing. We did absolutely nothing. We knew about that. I knew about that because I was about 19. I was fresh out of high school, and I went to an R. Kelly concert, and I had good enough seats to see R. Kelly backstage hugged up with Aaliyah. And then she was 15. She's younger than me. That shouldn't have been happening. Yes, it was men that age, 27 and older, trying to talk to girls in my high school who were dating girls, talking to girls, sleeping, of course, with girls, having babies with girls that age in high school, and we did nothing about it. The black community needs to stop. And the white community does it too, so. Aaliyah died in a plane crash in the Bahamas in 2001. We were all saddened about that. Rest in peace to Aaliyah. I feel like she definitely took advantage of her. And she was a young girl. And I just, it was a sad situation. It should have never happened. Taking advantage of minors will not be tolerated. In 2019... In 2019's bombshell documentary, Surviving R. Kelly, more women described abuse by R. Kelly. I was a little girl in, like, a bad man's world. I never really recovered from it. In an interview with CBS, Kelly said the women in the documentary lied. The six-part series interviewed 50 people, mm-hmm. family members, your former tour manager, numerous women who all claim that you abused them. Are you saying everybody in that documentary was not telling the truth about you? Everybody? If, if, if you really look at that documentary, which I'm sure you have, I have, everybody said something bad about me. Nobody said nothing good. There was nothing good to say, R. Kelly. They was describing Lucifer. Well, you are. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to all criminal charges against him. Y'all, R. Kelly is delusional. Nobody is setting R. Kelly up. Nobody is sabotaging this man. This man did what he did. He did it purposely. He did it for decades. And now he wants to scream innocent like he isn't guilty on all charges 
but the title really doesn't match it match the story let me see if i can go back to the story and actually read some of the story to you because this was just a soundbite about him and the things he had done the title is first male to speak publicly of alleged sexual abuse by r kelly testifies at trial this is all on cnn.com i'll link you guys to the link a man identified only as Louis, 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 I'm not sure which one it is, testified Monday at R. Kelly's trial saying the singer lured him to his home and studio when he was 17 with promises of helping his music career, but instead sexually abused him. Louis said the first male to publicly speak of alleged sexual abuse by Kelly. He was charged in a separate case and pleaded guilty in February to one count of attempting to bribe a witness. Kelly is not charged with having a role in the attempted bribery and Louis testified Monday that Kelly was not aware of the plan. Louis took the stand to describe a more than 10 year relationship with Kelly that started at a McDonald's drive through when he was a high school aspiring rapper and ended sometime in the year after Kelly's 2019 arrest. When Louis decided to cooperate with federal prosecutors in their case against the singer, his testimony came in third in the third week of R. Kelly's Brooklyn federal trial on racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to all charges. An attorney for Kelly, Thomas Farinella, had no comment on Louis' testimony when contacted by CNN. A Maybach at McDonald's drive-thru. Louis testified that he met Kelly in 2006 while working at the drive-thru of a Chicago-area McDonald's during his senior year in high school, saying a driver and Kelly pulled up in a Maybach and eventually handed the team and two co-worker slips of paper with Kelly's phone number. Louis testified he gave the number to his mother, who eventually called Kelly and told her son and told him her son was a big fan, an aspiring rapper, and would love to work with him on his music. Again, selling their kids to the highest bidder, you guys. Again, with selling their kids to the highest bidder. Kelly invited Louie, his mother, and stepfather to party at his home and studio in the Chicago suburb of Olympia Fields. Louie testified, and Louie was later invited to Kelly's studio multiple times. Louis said he rapped for R. Kelly and even recorded a song in R. Kelly's studio. One day when he was 17, Louis said Kelly invited him to his house, where the singer asked him what he would do for music. Kelly then asked whether he had any fantasies, specifically about you and men, to which Louis responded that he did not. He testified that Kelly unzipped his pants and started performing oral sex on him, a 17-year-old guy. I wasn't into it, and I was not getting a reaction, so he stopped, Louis testified. He had told me to keep it in between me and him. Louis con continued to contact and meet up with our Kelly. He said sometimes to parties at the singer's home and sometimes to watch Kelly play basketball near the McDonald's where he worked. When asked by Assistant U.S. Attorney Elizabeth Geddes why he continued to spend time with Kelly, Louis testified, because I really wanted to make it in the music industry. During another visit to Kelly's house, Louis said the singer took him to a detached garage where he had a boxing ring and exercise equipment. 
He testified Kelly snapped his fingers and a young lady crawled out from under the boxing ring. What the fuck? She crawled out to Kelly and gave him oral sex. He told her to do me the same way she did him, Louis testified. He also testified he didn't mind oral sex with the young lady if it had if it if it had been just between the two of them. Louis testified he had multiple sexual encounters with Kelly, but it was unclear from his testimony whether all those alleged incidents took place when he was 17. He also testified that Kelly recorded many of the incidents on a camcorder or iPad. As our relationship got stronger, he called me more like a brother. I was like his little brother, Louis testified. You guys, what the hell? So, you're calling this dude your little brother, but you are having sexual encounters with him, um, getting women to have sexual encounters with him. I mean, ugh. he and, and, and one of the girlfriends, they identify her only as Jane. R. Kelly abused her sexually when she was 17. He lured her into his orbit with promises of helping her musical career. Now, because everybody knows how talented R. Kelly is, they are believing that this man is actually going to help them with their musical career. He's not. He's not. He was not. That was not his intention. His intentions were to sexually molest and do nasty things and inappropriate things to these children. And that's what he did. He has a history. History speaks for itself. It is clear that R. Kelly is not interested in younger people and furthering their careers. Who has he put out? Of course, R. Kelly has done beats for and written songs for celebrities. But who has come out under R. Kelly that we know of? Because as soon as he got a chance to, the public announcement went bye-bye. And we ain't heard shit from them Negroes since two... well, yeah, I graduated high school since nine, the nine, 1990 at best. We heard shit from them. Where the fuck is the public announcement? Nowhere. R. Kelly got fame, lost fame, had a wife, has kid. R. Kelly done been through it all. We heard shit about public announcement. But everybody who is sitting up here standing for R. Kelly and being like, oh, his music's still good. His music changes. Fuck R. Kelly's music. R. Kelly was still out here molesting little girls, and y'all okay with that shit? Y'all have whole fucking daughters, and y'all okay with that shit? It's not a fucking K. It's not okay. None of us should have still been listening to R. Kelly's music when we found out he was sleeping with Aaliyah, because we should have known she wasn't the only one. She might have been probably one of the earliest ones. She probably wasn't the first. We should have known then. We should have known then. And we should have... We should have kept our eyes open then. When we found that out and we knew that for a fact, we should have fucking left him the fuck alone then. But no, no, we didn't do that. We stuck by him because R. Kelly's a musical genius. Man, fuck R. Kelly. R. Kelly ain't shit. He ruined lives. Those girls' parents helped him. Fuck their parents too. They weren't shit either. And I hope those girls can get into therapy and I hope they can recover. Fuck R. Kelly.
let's talk about Kanye West for a little bit y'all and I'm just gonna read these titles and give you like a brief synopsis I'm not reading all these articles like I did with the R. Kelly segment I just felt like that was important to read about the R. Kelly segment because of the double standard that goes around about him but I digress I call this segment the Kanye West mess I'm just gonna read these titles Chris Brown calls out Kanye West following Donda release. Kanye West accused of ripping off logo for his Donda merch and they have receipts. Kanye West called out Kim Kardashian for divorcing him and gave details of their intense argument over trust issues, distance, and family secrets in lyrics from his new album. Y'all seeing the pattern? Soldier Boy tells Kanye West to apologize to Taylor in explosive Twitter rant. Kanye West claims label released Donda without his approval. You guys, do you see a pattern here? Kanye West has always been an attention whore. We all know that. That's without a doubt. But when this album dropped... It's like Kanye West purposely did things before the album dropped so that when it did drop, he would have a bunch of these headlines. This is what? One, two, three, four, five, five headlines. And there have been more since I first prepared this for this podcast. I'm not, again, I'm with the sitting on high and looking down low on people. I'm not judging anybody because we all have our own issues. However, I know for a fact, because we can all see this, a blind man can see this, that Kanye West is doing a lot of this for attention and publicity, but he's fucking over his own people. Oh, he took Jay-Z off of one of the, the Donda songs, and he put somebody else on there. And then whoever it was, the baby... It was the baby he put on there. There was some, There's already shit surrounding the baby and his homophobic actions lately. So it was like, did you take Jay-Z off because you wanted somebody more controversial at the moment, which happened to be the baby? It's like you always have a motive for the things that you are doing. And your motives are not good. They are negative. Like Kanye, for real. You're too old for some of this shit that you're doing. And you know better. And you are creating the most negative karma. You got this church thing going on, but you don't act like you know anything about karma and what goes around comes around, sweetheart. You're doing the most negative, controversial things to get attention without realizing how that is going to come back and backfire on you. I don't know how you are, you know what, I can't say I don't know how he's still succeeding. Because what God has for him is for him. What God has for him is for him. He's talented. I'm I'm never going to take that away from Kanye. He's talented. He is. But when I tell you that when this man's mother died, he, he lost his mind, he did. Now I could completely understand him wanting to lose his mind. Because I definitely lost a little bit of mine when my mom died. I understand and I feel you, Kanye. I get it. 
But the way you are caring about things right now is not good at all. You're losing your wife, and I see why, because you're a lot. You're going to start losing more and more friends because you don't know how to act. I don't blame Jay-Z for disassociating himself with you. This man has a wife and children, and he does not want that negativity in his life, and I don't blame him. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your negativity. He doesn't need anything from you, especially the negativity. And did I say the negativity? If I didn't mention it before, the negativity. Don't nobody, like, I couldn't. I don't want anybody that's going to be that negative in my circle. I, I don't. I don't care if we have money or not. I don't. Clearly, money does not mean everything. This man is going through more problems than a little bit. More money, more problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In his case, for sure. But it's a lot of people that have money like this who don't have these type of issues. So Kanye's definitely got to be held accountable and got to be responsible for and own up to a lot of this shit being his fault. He does. And I feel like because he is a musical genius that we are not holding him accountable. Just like with D.R. Kelly's situation. Let's go back to that for a minute. Y'all got to hold people accountable whether they make good music or not. They still got to be held accountable for their actions. R. Kelly, Kanye West, they have to be held accountable for their actions. If the average everyday Joe could be held accountable for his actions, so the fuck can these celebrities. I don't give a fuck if they have money. You're out here being a narcissistic, rude, self-serving dick, Kanye. That's what you're out here being. You would be that way. It doesn't matter if you have money, you're still being that way. And somebody needs to hold your ass accountable. Put your feet to the fire. And I don't blame your wife for leaving you because you're doing the most. Now imagine what we're not seeing. If we're seeing all this madness, he's making headlines like this, pissing off everybody. Jay-Z, Chris Brown, um... Who cares about Soldier Boy? But still, he got pissed off. Um, designers ripping off merchandise. Your wife? Come on, man. Imagine what this Negro's doing behind closed doors. If he's doing the most in public, he's definitely doing the most in private. Oh, my God. He's probably worse. I know he's worse. If I fucking feel sorry for your wife and everybody in your circle right now looking at public details, I can't imagine what you're doing privately. I cannot imagine. It's just no way. It's no way that you are being a decent human being privately. If you're not even being a decent human being publicly. And the public is where you put on the most airs. I'm not saying you should. You should always be yourself. But imagine what we do not see, y'all. Kanye, you got to get your shit together, bro. You you doing the most. And you're turning everybody off from you. And you're going to wake up one day and there is not going to be anybody left. Literally. They're all going to be gone in distance from you permanently. Your soon-to-be ex-wife is coming to your shows and supporting you. I don't know what's in it for her. I don't know if that's genuine. 
but she don't got to be there either way because Kim, Kim, Kim Kardashian is going to make money in her sleep. She doesn't have to come to your concert and make appearances to make money. In other words, she don't need you, bro. She don't need you. She's Kim Kardashian. She built a name for herself based off a fucking whack-ass sex tape. So can you imagine what she's able to do now? She doesn't need you. So if she came to your concert, and that catsuit was bad, by the way. I like that. Came to your concert, dressed up like you wanted her to dress up, did everything you wanted her to do, be fucking grateful and act better. Be grateful to the people who contribute to your musical genius. Because you did not do it alone. You had to have somebody produce and make beats for it if it wasn't for yourself. You did it for somebody else. And they made your songs pop. Don't do that. Don't be ungrateful. Don't be that person. You are showing your ass. And I know your mom is looking down on you and she's not pleased when you do that kind of shit. Be a father, be a decent man, be a decent son, whether your mother is here or not. You got to do better, Kanye, because you out here wilding, bro. You out here straight the fuck wilding. You tripping. And I know everybody in their mama has told you because I've seen them tell you. Everybody thinks you tripping. You ain't going to hear this podcast, so I, you know, it doesn't matter. But I can still put it out there in the atmosphere and hopefully your ass will get them vibes in that message because you're doing the absolute most. You're pushing everybody away. And you, everybody needs somebody. You cannot make it in this world alone. So I need you to stop thinking that you can and I need you to fix that shit, bro. You tripping big time. Today is Memorial Day. I'm recording this kind of late because you guys know I missed recording my last week's episode. And I'm really missing my dad right now. His birthday just passed on the 4th. My daughter's birthday is tomorrow. And I really miss him. I miss her too, of course, but at least she's still here with me on Earth. She's just living with my sister right now. Um... This day, 11 years ago, 12, almost 12, my father was barbecuing for the last time. That's not when he died, but that was when he lost the ability to be able to barbecue. After that, his Alzheimer's and dementia were kicking in, so him barbecuing for us was not going to be a thing anymore. And, um... I missed it because I was at the hospital actually giving birth. It was a Monday. Today is a Monday. But it's September 6th. But it was September 7th. It was the last time my father barbecued for us and was able to, you know, make some good old barbecue and um, feed his family that way. And I miss it. And I miss him. Even though I don't eat meat anymore. I could have had him throw on some lobster tails or shrimp. Shrimp on the barbie is really good. People in Australia definitely got it right when they decided that that was a good deal because it is so 
damn good job. So, I know it's not real popular here because we're used to putting pork ribs and beef ribs and on and chicken on the grill, but shrimp on the barbie, woo, child, so good. Um, I miss my dad and I miss his barbecue a lot, a lot. I remember my mom coming to the hospital with that plate and tearing it up and I was looking at her like, mom, I just had a baby, but I do still eat, you know, hello, I want some. She didn't bring me a plate. I was so mad at my mom. I was like, hello, you didn't even think to bring me a plate? Like, and of course, by the time I got out of the hospital five days later, there was no barbecue left. Nobody thought of me. But then again, we also didn't realize it was going to be my last, my dad's last time barbecue for us. We didn't, we didn't realize that and the significance of that. But I love my dad. Still miss him. He just celebrated a, a heavenly birthday with my mom, so I'm sure he's happy. I know he's in a better place for sure. I know he's doing better and everything. But, um, yeah, just sentimental moments. Just wanted to share that with you guys. It wasn't anything major or something major to talk about, but it was major to me. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Just a sentimental moment I want to share with you guys. I'm not always a hard-ass, big mouth. But, yeah, that that makes me sad. That makes me sentimental. Yep. For some reason, the world is still so enamored with people's looks that they are letting the dumbest, most uneducated people get on these social media platforms and actually have a platform. Let me, I blame Kevin Samuels. I just blame Kevin Samuels because it's so many disenfranchised men that are mad at starting from their mamas on down to, um, I don't even know who they're they're just mad at the women in the world and they feel like the stuff that they say is actually accurate and has some merit but they start getting platforms and people start backing that bullshit and I just be like what the fuck is wrong with y'all what the fuck is that as they say like and I just be looking like this can't be real life this can't be real life this cannot be real you and it's like this is why they start talking about men who are raised by single mother. This is why. Because you got the ones that act like that, that do that. I have a nephew. He was raised by a single mother, my sister. And he does not act like these dudes. So I know for a fact that it is just those certain dudes that act the way they want to act. Because my nephew does not act like these dudes he does not and he was raised by a single mother my sister like I, I'm just like there's no excuse but I just need y'all to hear this bullshit and I'm gonna try to cut it off before Keita Rose starts talking I love her by the way but this is whose page I got it from and y'all just and this dude for some reason he's going viral and I hope I could find the other video that was on um, Conscious Lee's page 
about how stupid he sounded and what consciously he had to say about him. And I'm going to see if I can find it and do a, like a, a, another part of this segment because y'all need y'all to hear what he had to say. And I need you to hear what a real man consciously had to say about him. Well, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to let y'all hear what Kita said about him too because she hit the nail on the head. So I think I'm going to play her segment and I'm going to play his conscious leaves after this but let me let me let y'all hear this foolishness i just i cannot okay so of course it's gonna be on mute of course let me go why why is it that even beautiful women bad bitches are single today it's simple fucked up when he said bad bitches you a queen you guys he's talking about feminism you the prize no the fuck you ain't no you ain't you ain't a queen you ain't never gonna be my queen because you ain't my mom oh god oh god he messed up and he's gonna hear the rest when he as soon as he goes oh my god oh why is it that even beautiful women bad bitches are single today it's simple feminism feminism taught you one that you a queen you guys give to this earth you the prize no the fuck you ain't no you ain't you ain't a queen you ain't never gonna be my queen because you ain't my mother you don't love me unconditionally you love me under conditions Hello, it's unfortunate that somebody's silly ass son thought this video made enough sense to post. Bad bitches or pretty women are single now because we have standards. Women are absolutely queens and women are absolutely the prize. Women are now learning that a relationship should be an asset to your life. Hello. You be with somebody who builds you up rather than... Hello. Some of these men nowadays will pull up in your car to yep. your house, sit at your yep. table, and yep. ask you what you bring to it. I want to make this shit abundantly clear. Being in a relationship is not closing on a new mansion, is not graduating from a top-tier school. Being in a relationship means that you found somebody else to fuck with you. This is not an accomplishment. You want to say that you're a leader, but I'm not following no man that uses shower curtains as room decor. Oh, y'all should see it. Said, if you expect a man to take care of you, then when a man tells you to do something, you need to do it. Well, I'm telling you politely to take that floral tablecloth off your couch it is not a couch cover <laughs> women are mostly single now because we're realizing that we need to set boundaries and after i set set boundaries regarding how i want to be treated i'm gonna stand on that hoe i'm talking <laughs> vip bottles sent to the section stand on that hoe the same section you wouldn't be able to get in unless you and your friends split the cost a woman should absolutely feel like a queen just like a man should feel like a king you need to find somebody that you're equally yoked with and if you can't it's okay to be single but I'd be damned if I follow any man just because he says he can lead. You follow just anybody and they'll lead you straight to hell in a handbasket. I hope this helped. Everyone See, knows I love Kita. She hit the nail on the head. She said everything I want to say, but I want y'all to hear conscious leave. <sighs> I might have to do a little bit of searching here. And I'll be trying not to let these little fights play because they, they, they be fucking up the floor of my little, um, um, my little recording of my little podcast and y'all know i'm ghetto but i try to be a little bit not ghetto that's the word i know that's not a word but i try to be not ghetto with mine so let me see if i can find conscious lead so i don't have to start this over and do another segment it, it will help if i spell right huh oh there's no m in the word conscious y'all just wanted to let y'all know now when i go to conscious leads page i got to figure out where it is because he be posting all the time so he does that all the time let me see i love conscious oh here it is here it is y'all just just take a listen hopefully it doesn't come on muted modern women sabotage the average it's the same dumbass dude y'all modern women sabotage the average relationship i'm gonna tell you what 
you know, he talks so much shit about the modern woman. It's almost like he want to be with a modern man. I feel like the majority of women only really respect you for what you can do for them. Mm-hmm. And you only respect a woman for what she can do for you and how she looks is what you come on, bro. You see the contradiction? Ah, listen, we just gonna keep it real. Let's just keep it real, real. Modern women sabotage okay, the average so relationship. I'm gonna toss tell him. He's so dumb. I don't want to hear him twice. Um, this is what I'm saying when it goes back to y'all letting people slide for their looks. This dude is attractive. He is. But somewhere along the line, somebody told him that attractive and being intelligent and well-spoken and not having a shower curtain as your curtain in the living room packed up there with tacks or putting the holes of the shower curtain that are supposed to go through the actual ride on hooks and put it in your wall wasn't ghetto, but that's beside the point. But somewhere along the line, somebody told him, dude that being attractive gives you a pass i blame you society it's your fault society you are the reason you're the reason that people feel like because they are physically attractive to the to the eye and on the surface that they can say and do whatever the fuck they want to do we have ingrained this in people's head for centuries now and we have let people get away with this for centuries now I can't, I'm, I'm not unattractive. I'm beautiful. So I don't feel like I'm unattractive that I don't get away with stuff. But I'm going to tell you one thing. They definitely discriminate against me for being fat. I can promise you that. They definitely do that. But this man feels like he's attractive. Um, He's light-skinned. He looks like he's Hispanic or Latino. He has curly hair. He keeps, you know, his hair cut. He's a cute guy. But what makes him ugly is this way of thinking. You ain't no queen. You ain't no prize. You ain't my mother, bitch. Why would I not think I was queen? Why would I think I was a prize and I damn sure don't want to be your mama? So, like, what the fuck kind of logic would you think would make you even remotely sound intelligent or attractive? You are on the surface fantastic but once you start digging and scratching that surface you are hideous I you could never and I don't I'm not the type of person that just automatically goes for somebody's looks right off the bat anyway so he wouldn't have got me just because he was cute I would have had he would have had to have opened his mouth and let me get to his mind and, and get his way of thinking before I even um went for him or anything like that so yeah he, that wouldn't work with me anyway because the person that I'm crazy about right now is 4 feet 11 4 11 y'all I'm 5 4 I'm not a height person anyway he's 4 11 I saw him write something the other day he said he's 14 I'm like you, you getting shorter and shorter sir but I still am attracted to him but I'm attracted to him not because I think he's a cute person. He is cute. He is attractive. But because of his mind. I decided that I wasn't going to even sit up here and concern myself with his height. That I was going to see what he was like on the inside. And I did. Now, like I told y'all before, this is no secret. He he has friends on me. 
and I'm not sitting up here going out of my way to get out the friend zone ever again. I did that before. I won't do that shit again. So, like, we're friends. But he, I still got to know his mind and stuff about him before I decided that that's who I like. And I still do. I ain't gonna sit up here and say I don't like him because I would be lying. I don't lie. I do like him. But I'll tell you what. I don't care who you are. If you open your mouth and you spew ignorance like this, you are ugly as fuck. And I was like, you want to be Kevin Samuel so bad. You you want to be Kevin Samuel so bad. You you itching. Because you saw that Kevin Samuel's got this bunch of clout now. And he even started fiddling off. And that, that the lonely men and the sad men like yourself and the angry, bitter men like yourself are getting attention on platforms now. You was like... <gasps> Ooh, ooh, I, I, I got a platform now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I get to say what I want to say. You get to say what you want to say because you bully women? Is that, is that how you going about life? Because I know for a fact you couldn't compare to a man because you're not a man. Like, I don't even know his, his Instagram, his, his, not Instagram name. I'm sure he has Instagram. His, uh, TikTok name and I wouldn't even bother to spread his stupid ass propaganda to anybody anyway so like yeah he's 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 not who I would um actually spread and share his message because he's trash just basically he's trash but yeah y'all y'all gotta be mindful and stop thinking that your looks are gonna skate you through life because they're not because right now you are on the internet looking like a pure damn idiot people are dogging your ass out because they think you're stupid and you are stupid and you need to go sit down somewhere because this platform is not for you and everybody's tearing your ass a new one and you deserve it. So, speaking of my dating life, since, you know, people be all in my business and swear they know everything about me, I still share whatever's happening or not happening in my dating life anyway. But, the other day, I... And I, I'm going to tell you guys why I shouldn't have um, backtracked on something that I did. The other day, um, this guy got in my inbox and he was okay. He seemed like he was a decent person. And I exchanged information with him. You know, he was like he wanted to meet up and, excuse me for dropping my microphone, meet up, go on a date, all that good jazz and all that stuff, right? So I was like, okay, cool. We can get to know each other and then see what transpires from there. I'm completely single. You know, if I want to date somebody, I do. If I choose not to date somebody, I won't. I can like whoever I want to like. Whether they have me in the friend zone or not. Yeah, I'm still bitter about that one. But it is what it is. And, um... And I'm not really bitter because we're still friends and we talk all the time. So I'm not really bitter. I just don't feel like I deserve being a friend zone. But, you know, it's whatever. Grr, grr, grr. dog. But, um, he hit me up one day. Didn't bother to ask me if it was in the middle of the day. I do work during the day. So he didn't bother to ask me. Hit me up first on text and see if I was cool. If I was able to talk or anything. He could have been like, are you able to talk? Let me let me call me or I'm going to call you. And I'd have been like, okay, fine. 
but you hit me up in the middle of the day. So I immediately sent him the voicemail. And I was like, and I responded immediately. I was in the middle of a phone call. I was talking to one of the employees and I was helping somebody. So for me to stop and send you a text in the middle of that was a lot. And then you had the audacity when I send you the text to give me to like hold that against me later on. Okay, so out of the clear blue sky, literally, I get a message because yesterday I called it my beauty day. I was busy. I didn't have time to talk to anybody. I was on the go. I didn't have my headphones with me. I don't have my proper mount for my car. So it's like I can't talk as often as I used to before because I got to get a proper mount. That's that's all to it. So I said, until I get a mount, I'm not going to be with the whole conversation. So I'm going to just talk to people when I stop, which I've been doing. Right? So, out of the clear blue sky, I get a notice. This is random because I haven't talked to him or spoken to him or got a message from him or anything since I told him I was at work and I couldn't talk. He was like, okay, cool. Didn't, I don't even know if he told me to hit him up another time or what. I, I have no idea. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can go back to our messages. I might have it still. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I might still have a message, or did I delete it? Okay. He sends me this whack-ass good AM emoji or something. I said, good afternoon. And I'm at work during the day, so I can't talk right now. He says, okay, that's all he said. So, he sent me... um. A good morning yesterday but I don't know if I saw it or not because I didn't respond and I know I would have responded because I just don't leave people on red because that's rude so today this morning bright and early and I happened to be awake he sends I notice you pick and choose when you want to be bothered no need to ignore me if you don't want to be bothered tell me and then I instantly remember why I blocked him because he did something similar the last time when I didn't respond in a manner or time frame that he felt I should, he gave me a rude response similar to this. I said, wow, it's amazing that you observed that from me and we've never even had a real conversation. You might want to work on jumping to conclusions and making assumptions. No, I don't want to be bothered with that type of insecurity. Y'all, when I tell y'all it's hard out here in this dating, this dating game, y'all just don't even realize. I wasn't even trying to seek him. He sought me. And he's rude to me. And he's jumping to conclusions. And he is impatient. And I all things that I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with a pushy, demanding, or rude individual. I don't want that type of man in my life. That's problematic to me. And I could see that being problematic in the future. I, I, I foresaw that. If that's how you react after me not responding to one good morning text, oh no, baby. Oh no. We, we cannot connect in jail. I can see that right now and it's just not going to happen. It's an open me, dog. It's an open me. And I was like, oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. It's not going to work. Because I don't want to date anybody who's going to be up my ass like that. 
um, about me not getting back to them in a timely fashion. Even though I'm a firm believer in getting back to somebody in a timely fashion, I just overlooked it because yesterday my hair appointment was supposed to be at six and my beautician hit me up and was like, can you come early? Can you come now? I was like, oh yeah. So I was kind of in a rush from that point on because I had to rush to get my hair done. I rushed to get my nails done. I had a beauty day. It's not often that I have a beauty day and when I have one, I take advantage of it because I work on weekends and I try to cram everything in in a day. Okay, I didn't get a Brazilian yesterday, so I didn't even cram everything in in a day. I did get my toes done yesterday, so I'm still, I'm going to end up doing that next weekend. Even if I'm single, I want to look attractive for myself. I'm not doing this because I want to get somebody. Because I work from home. Don't nobody see me? I see me though. So I want to be attractive for myself. Which is nothing wrong with keeping yourself up and making sure you look up to fire. Which is why I joined the gym. Which is why I'm going to get back to working out. Which is why I'm going to get back to, you know, certain things that I need to get back to and make sure that I'm on top of. You know, it's a lot of things that I want to do. That have nothing to do with anybody else but me. And I have to worry about me and what what is best for me. But while I'm in the process of doing that, you're not going to make it worse for me. Or may make me further alienate your ass. By having to put you on ice. You're not the boss of me. And I could see people was like. Oh I'm cash shopping you some money. So you can have a beauty day and enjoy yourself. He don't care about none of that. But I bet you he would have a lot to say. If he was my dude and I wasn't keeping myself up. Because I didn't take that time. And I centered all my time around him. I bet you he'd have a lot to say. If I was a busted woman, I'm not sure he would be trying to talk to me. I mean, he might because we, we listen, we know how tricky this dating world is. We know, we know, we be looking at like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's what you chose? But you know, people like who they like, so. And I'm sure somebody's going to say that about me when somebody picked me. They're going to be like, that's what you chose? Oh, who cares? They like what they like. And if I'm happen to be who they like, that's what it is. But I'm like, homie, you don't even know me like that to be coming at me like that. And if you did know me like that, you would know not to come at me like that. I don't know what's up with these people who are all out of sync and all out of whack with their aura and their in their in their in their zen but y'all gotta get y'all shit back together because i'm not the root of your problems the root of your problems is you honey if you don't get your money right and you can't afford this and you can't expect somebody to help you you can't rely on nobody to help you be independent but that don't boil down to it being my fault just because I'm in the vicinity if you lonely and single that don't boil down to being my fault because I don't want to be with you hell people don't want to be with me either but it's not their fault that I'm lonely and single I gotta find somebody who I connect with who connects to me as well that's what that is 
that's what that is. And it's people out there who don't want me. I don't make them my enemy because they don't want me. I just keep it moving. There are some people who I don't fuck with no more who didn't want me, but it's not because of that. It's because how they handle shit that we have a, I have an issue with. That's what I have an issue with. I can t- I like I always say I could take somebody not wanting me, but it's how you handle the shit that makes me be like, "Oh, that's how we doing it." We got to learn to handle people better. And we can't just expect people to have all these different expectations and views of us and and do everything we want to say like they're robots and they're not human beings who think for themselves. Even when I date somebody, I'm still going to be an individual, honey. So if I was to date him, I would have been an individual then. And I'm going to be an individual always because I'm my own person. I don't mind submitting to my man and being the woman and, and everything. But listen, I'm an individual as a woman too. So you got to respect that. It's a lot of people that don't respect me and they don't respect my hustle. They don't respect nothing about me. But that's some shit you got to keep to yourself. Because when it starts trickling over to me and trying to cloud my aura, that's when you got to go. I realize that being a private person that people can often misconstrue the things that you do and misconstrue your intentions. Those are people who don't choose to communicate with you and what they think about you is on them. In these past couple of years, I would say, especially since I sent my daughter to live with my sister, they've been tough. Number one, I definitely miss my child. I love her and I miss her. So if the impression is that I'm out here living it up without my daughter, being a free spirit, chasing after men or any of those negative things that have been thought about me in the past and probably present and current as well. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't have to explain my love life to anybody, but I will just now. I'm single and I talk about it often on this show. I'm single and I would love to find a nice person to date. I definitely want to get married. But when I think of all those things, I think about people who will not only affect me mentally and emotionally, but that will trickle down to my daughter, of course. So that's definitely something that I weigh as well. And a big part of the reason why I am single. Because I don't want to frivolously date somebody. Knowing that I have a child that I love and care about. And whose opinion matters. I don't want somebody that's going to be a creep of course. I don't want somebody that's going to think I'm going to neglect. And um, not think about my child. I don't want somebody who knows that I don't have my child currently but thinks that it's going to be that way forever because it's not 
So with everything that I do, believe it or not, contrary to popular belief, because apparently this is belief is popular and I didn't know it. Um, a, I'm not out here trying to get a man and, and, and pushing my daughter to the, to the back burner. That's just not happening. And I'm probably going to have to break this up in sections because I have a whole lot to say. So contrary to popular belief, that's, that wasn't my goal for sending my daughter there to live with my sister. Let me tell you, and, and nobody should get the big head because somebody entrusts you with responsibility. That doesn't mean that they're irresponsible. That makes me responsible because I want to make sure that my daughter isn't here in a situation with me where she is dealing with me facing depression. Poss- I was facing possible homelessness on more than one occasion because I have not been working. I am now, but I had not been working for over a year and a half. Now tell me what way I could support a child when I was barely staying afloat and barely staying in my apartment. Thank God for the eviction moratorium moratorium that was in place. Tell me how I could support my daughter fully. Entrusting her with a family member was the smartest thing for me to do because I don't want my child living pillar to post. I don't want my child seeing me in a state of state of stress and depression. She is young. She doesn't need to see that and be around that and feel like it's her fault and her responsibility because it isn't I chose to have her and she's not a burden to me she's not a mistake I don't regret her but I'm always 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 gonna do what I feel is best for her regardless of what anyone thinks so if anyone thinks that I was around here partying living it up you're wrong I went out with my friends for a little bit and I go out with my friends occasionally I do I'm not a hermit I don't stay in the house completely everybody goes out and and does things to try to enjoy their life but my friends can all tell you my real friends can all tell you there have been times they have asked me to do stuff when I was like I'm just not in the mood didn't have anything to do with finances I just was not up for it and I am a firm believer in don't put your energy off on somebody else especially if it's negative And if I was exuding negative energy, I had to figure out how to get back to a positive space. And I wasn't about to go around my friends and give them negative energy. It's not their fault. I was feeling depressed or sad or broken or any of the many adjectives that I had been feeling over the past almost three years, if not longer. Nobody should have to feel that. It's not there across the bear, it's mine. And I've got to figure out what I have to do to get things better. But I definitely wasn't going to force my daughter to sit through that and live through that. I'm not that type of parent. So whether you think I'm a bad parent for letting my child go live with my sister, this goes for anybody who feels that way, fuck you. I don't care who you are. Fuck you. Because you haven't walked a mile in my shoes. You don't know everything I've experienced. I haven't talked about everything I experienced because you're not a counselor. You're judgmental. You don't know where to guide me. You're a pot calling the kettle fucking black because you've been through your own shit. Just not everybody knows about it and not everybody knows about my situations. But it's like, 
you may hide yours well, but you've been through some shit your goddamn self. So stop sitting up here judging me and sitting on high and looking down low. You have the fucking audacity. You're not God. And if God doesn't judge me, who the fuck are you? Perfect parents, raise your fucking hand if you could judge another parent. Oh, I didn't think so. It got real quiet, didn't it? Because none of you motherfuckers are perfect parents. None of you. We all make mistakes. But I chose not to make the mistake of bringing my daughter down with me when I was in my darkest fucking place. Where nobody was helping me get out of it. And I mean nobody. Because nobody knew. I felt like drinking myself to death. I felt like suicide. I felt like all of that. But nobody knew that because not only did you not bother to ask. But you wouldn't have been there for me. No way. Because you had your own fucking issues. And if this applies to you. And if this shoe fits. Where the motherfucker. Because I'm talking to you. You don't know what the, I have been through. That made me part ways. Or not even part ways. Because I, I, I didn't. You know. Dump my child. That made me not be able to care for my child mentally emotionally financially especially like a good parent should like a parent who is there and focused should I can't say good parent because a bad parent would have in my opinion would have kept her with them just to say oh I still have my child with me but I'm going through all this shit and I'm putting my child through all this shit too what that makes a lot of fucking sense right you have not had a conversation with me about any motherfucking thing, but the first thing that you want to do is judge me, but you got the fucking nerve. And I try to be peaceful and calm and centered because I'm trying to go to a new space in my life. But I could easily, very easily go back to my old fucking ways. It's not a problem. When people question me about my parenting, and why I did this, why I did that, I had so much to say about my parenting, I def- that would knock me all the way off my square and I'd be ready to knock your head off your fucking shoulders. Believe that. I am very, very hostile when it comes to that situation. And it's not because what you're saying is true. You're such an asinine, narcissistic asshole that you would think I would be upset because what you're saying is true. It's not that what you're saying is true because it's fucking not. It's because you had the audacity to fix your mouth and say it, look down low on me from high and judge me like you were better than me and you're not. That's what pisses me the fuck off. That's what the fuck I'm mad about. Everybody makes different decisions for different reasons and I won't let a soul on this earth dictate what's best for me. When I'm trying to do what's best for me and be the best mother I can by by making sure my child is good. So fuck y'all. Fuck y'all who stand in judgment. Who don't know what I felt and what I've been through. Wanting to, thinking everything would just be okay if I just run out and get some drugs and some alcohol. Yeah, I literally thought that. Thought about suicide. Thought about a lot of motherfucking stuff. Was going to be homeless was jobless are you fucking joking me and you think a child should go through that what kind of fucking person are you who thinks a child should go through that and you're okay with the child going through that 
versus me putting her with a responsible family member who's not going through as much as I'm going through. And that's not to say my family member wasn't going through a lot because they were too. But I mentally felt like they were in a better space than I was and they were. It's not because I want to shuck my responsibilities and say fuck my responsibilities. No, and fuck you if you think that way because that's not what it was. You need to get your shit in order before you look down high, look down low on me from on high and judge me. Because I don't like that shit. And it took a lot and it's taking a lot. It still is. For me to overlook some of the negative things I know are being said about me. The backstabbing, the talking behind my back, to getting cahoots with people and having conversations about me. All of that shit is taking place. And I've known it for a while. But I'm just not going to sit here. Because I'm trying to be a different in a different space in my life. I'm not going to sit here and judge nobody about it. I'm not. And, and, and I'll be like, you got your own cross to bear, your own demons to deal with. But trust and believe me, baby. If I wanted to get your ass, I could. And I would. Believe me. Getting myself together mentally means I'm getting myself together spiritually as well. And it's a lot of things that I can do. And that my ancestors know I'm capable of. And my ancestors protect me. And my ancestors tell me no. Don't use any of the knowledge that you've gained to harm another person. Because it's, it's not good for you. It's a lot that I could do. Keep your mouth shut about me. That's all I'm finna say. Keep your mouth shut about me. Because you are in no position to judge. You are in no position to judge. And this, like I said, this is who for whoever it fucking applies to. So if I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. I'm still trying to get my life back in order. After not working for a year in like nine, ten months, almost two years. I'm trying to get my life back in order. You don't know what a struggle it's been and you're going to look down your nose at me. And you didn't check on me to know what my mental emotional state was all you cared about was my financial state but that's what you worried about is but you don't give a I'm more than just a, a person that's a that dishes out money I'm a mental and a physical human being too and a spiritual human being but don't be fooled don't let my newfound peace fool you I burn sage and I burn bridges. I burn sage and I burn bridges. I have no issues cutting off ties with anybody who I feel like disturbs my peace. I don't give a fuck who you are. I love my family. I love the people in my circle. I love everybody around me. But what I don't love is for somebody to put a knife in my back unnecessarily and don't know my full fucking story and didn't bother to get it. But made a negative ass, incorrect assumptions about me. I don't love that shit. Get your fucking lives in order like I struggle to get mine in order. Get your life in order like I'm struggling to get mine currently in order. I wish my life was all the way together. It's not right now. But it's definitely getting there by the grace of God, my ancestors, and, 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 and by all this shit that I went through. And who are you to judge me? Fuck you.
to say I want you out of my head I want you out of my bedroom tonight There's a way I can save Cause I need to be safe I'm no good at goodbyes We're both acting well, that's my show for today, family. Again, I'm extending my appreciation to you for being here with me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow or like me on other platforms that I've listed in the description box below. And share, share, and share, because even if you can't benefit from this podcast today, perhaps someone else can. And I'm out of here. Until then, you guys take care of yourselves. Peace.